Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 89 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 141 of WrestleTopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT going down live from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, and the revamp is underway officially. Brand new graphics with... No more paint splatter over the opening except for the picture-in-picture commercial break. It's very sleek, white, and gold aesthetic, which I dig. The set is less tighter than before more space. For dives, the announce table's back where it's supposed to be and not so close up on the action. There's more seats at the PC, but we still got those CGI people on the big screen for reasons I don't quite understand. But otherwise, the show aesthetically looks better in terms of the warm orange gold and white colors washing over NXT 3.0 now but all in all this was still a normal show nothing too out of the ordinary besides a surprise appearance by the brawling brutes which I'll get to right now as pretty deadly the reigning defending NXT tag team champions came out to address the state of the tag team division as they gave a speech to the NXT Commonwealth noting that we have taken out all of the tag teams on NXT from Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs to Gallus to the Creed Brothers to Malik Blade and Idris Sanofe. We have beaten them all and therefore we declare ourselves the greatest NXT tag team champions ever and we shall be champions forever which leads to Butch and Rich Holland coming out to a pretty big pop and they want a shot at those tag team titles and we get into a brawl because Tuesday night means only one thing is fight night. Butch is over once again as the Bruiserweight as the fans chant for Pete Dunne even though he can't go by Pete Dunne right now but we know who he is as a wrestler and a performer and the Brawling Brutes took it to Pretty Deadly, which sets up an NXT Tag Team Championship match between Brawling Brutes and Pretty Deadly later in the show. All in all, a fun segment. I love Kid Wilson and Elton Prince, the powdered wigs, the British uniforms. I got a great laugh out of them because they are highly entertaining as a duo. Their chemistry jumps off the screen and they're damn good wrestlers at that. So all in all, a fine way to kick off this new era of NXT. Next up is Carmelo Hayes versus Zora Mensa. And this match was good for the time they was given as Zora Mensa delivered a backflip off Carmelo Hayes early on before doing a couple of arm drags to Hayes, followed by Ahura Karana as well for a very close near fall. As always, Trick Williams is at ringside causing trouble. He was able to distract Zora Mensa briefly, which allows Carmelo to drop kick him into the turnbuckle, followed by a gnarly DDT on the hardest part of the ring. You guessed it, the ring apron as we go to commercial break. We come back and Carmelo still on offense by delivering a springboard clothesline to Mensa for a near fall. Mensa responds with a nice kick to the head to Hayes, followed by a middle rope springboard moonsault on Hayes for two. Trick gets involved, gets booted in the face, courtesy of Mensa, only to eat a code breaker by Hayes, followed by the top rope leg guillotine for the victory. And after the match is over, Hayes is going to be on guest commentary, talking that talk about being the future A champion once again, which leads to Andre Chase versus Von Wagner in the next last spot in the ladder match to crown a new North American champion at Halloween Havoc in a few weeks time on Peacock. This match was fine. Andre Chase is always over with his PC crowd. Last night was no different as Chase U was up for their guy. He was worked over early on by Von Wagner with a fight back with a couple of drop kicks. Then after the knee of Wagner to chop him down the size a bit followed by a Russian leg sweep and the 
C-H-A-S-E-U. What does that spell? Chase, you stump. That always pops a crowd. At one point, Mr. Stone tries to get involved, but Thea Hale lifts him on her shoulders before delivering a body slam that pops a crowd. Thea's strength is crazy, and she's over with the people as well. Very bright future for her as Chase goes for a pin attempt on Wagner. Wagner kicks out to my disappointment in the crowds as well, and Wagner boots Chase, lands the fireman's carry slam on chase to pick up the win to advance to the ladder match to crown a new north american champion at halloween havoc on saturday october 22nd and uh, to the finish they need a base for this match in my humble opinion andre chase is the far better worker he's more over and he's a far better base than von wagner I understand it. You want a big guy in there, but Andre Chase has beef with Carmelo Hayes. Beat him a couple of weeks ago on NXT television. Why not have him in this match to amplify that beef even more? But Carmelo's got bigger fish to fry as well as Wesley flew into the mainframe like a gazelle and attacked Carmelo while he was sitting on guest commentary. And they get into a fight, which is broken up by NXT security. And that aspect of the ladder match is going to be everything. I don't expect Carmelo to be a three-time champ. I do expect Wesley to possibly climb that ladder and win the whole damn thing when it's all said and done, outside of a few outside possibilities, of course, which we'll get to during next week's NXT. Next up is Wendy Chu versus Lash Legend. This match was fine. Lash was dominant by ragdolling Wendy Chu, using her power and strength to really dominate the pace of this match. But Wendy Chu blocks a big boot attempt by Lash Legend and sets up the Vader Bomb splash in the corner on Lash for the win. Nice victory for Wendy Chu as Lash continues to find her way on this show. She has a great personality, but the ring work has a ways to go. And with NXT switching things up a little bit, we'll see how she fits into this process in the weeks and ultimately months to come as well. Next up is Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark versus Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan and Jesse Jane in a number one contenders match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. And I got to shout out the current champions, Katana Chan, and Caden Carter because they did a really nice sit-down pre-taped interview talking to each other about their friendship and Katana Chance's tenure on NXT ranging from the Mae Young Classic roughly four or five years ago to almost quitting WWE due to some wear and tear injuries a couple of years ago and how she found her place alongside Caden Carter in this tag team and they work their way from the bottom to the top to be the champs that they are today. I just loved how loose this interview was. They talk to each other like they're best friends. You can feel it. It was a very honest interview. It was light, funny, and you got to see their true selves. There was no rave component of we're party goers. We love going to concerts. We love to party with our party favors. These were two ladies that love wrestling, that sat down. They became besties and tag team champs, and it just flowed. That's what I want to see with these personality profiles, real people clicking with their fans. And to me, this was by far the best profile I've ever seen on Caden Carter and Katana Chance to date as a tag team. I loved this so much. As for the tag team match between Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan versus Zoe Stark and Akita Lyons, it was fine. It should be noted that NXT has maintained its status as having the most dangerous parking lot in all of professional wrestling as Alba Fire attacked Dolan and Jane. And she hopped in Mandy Rose's car and allegedly kidnapped her on site. The police was nowhere to be found during this crime. But Toxic Attraction made it to their match nonetheless, and it was fine for what it was. I had to roll my eyes respectfully at Wade Barrett saying that Nikita Lyons was the best striker in the NXT women's division, and Zoe Stark is in the exact same match. And to me, she's the best striker 
in this division. Have you seen her work, Ray Barris? She is a professional strike artist. Those knees are no joke. She's a hybrid of a high flyer and one that could absolutely kick and knee your face in, which happened last night to poor Gigi Dolan as she got hit with that flipping GTS. Nikita comes through with a spin kick as well before Zoe Stark wipes out Jesse Jane with a crossbody on the outside. And of course, Lions hits her jumping split on Dolan for the win as Lions and Stark will face Katana Chance and Caden Carter for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles, presumably at Halloween Havoc in a few weeks' time on Peacock. Next up is the Grayson Waller Effect, starring Grayson Waller with special guests Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. This segment was rough. I thought that both ladies' promos were very so-so as they tried to dig into the animosity for each other heading into their match at Halloween Havoc, which would be spin the wheel, make the deal, and it will be a weapons match. Should be very physical between these two. Just the material they were given wasn't great as Roxanne wanted to change the industry with Cora Jade, but Cora got jealous and Cora was acting as if she was a cool kid, the skateboarder, the Tony Hawk of NXT, but that was not the case towards the end of the summer when she flipped on Roxanne Perez in a fit of jealousy. And Cora Jade, her delivery was very wooden. They just need more time to really connect with these characters to get them over. Miracles do happen. Practice makes perfect. So I can give it a pass, but this did go on too long. And Grayson Waller was the MVP trying to stir the pot while also avoiding Apollo Crews, who still has an eye for an eye when it comes to Grayson Waller because his eye is still red due to Waller's eye poke a few weeks ago on NXT. His eye was bloody red up until last night when he grabbed Grayson Waller, dragged him underneath the ring, and now Grayson Waller is apparently blind because both of his eyes were bloodshot red. So that was something. As this crazy angle continues, as Cora Jade and Roxanne briefly got into it until security broke things up. And their match at Halloween Havoc should be good. But the dialogue they were given left a lot to be desired. But on the plus side, they will have pick your poison matches in the next few weeks. And they will pick their opponents across all of WWE, just not exclusive to NXT. So maybe we get some main roster surprises, which should up the ante a bit regarding this feud that will culminate most likely at Halloween Havoc in a few weeks' time. Next up is Julius Creed versus is Duke Hudson and this match was very short as Julius picked this dude up suplexed him he dragged him around for a good minute lands a fireman's carry slam and smashing lariat on Hudson for the very decisive and dominant win Julian is a star I am going to say he is going to be a superstar one day on the main roster he has it his confidence is everything he's worked on his fitness all year long. He just got presence. dare I say, a little bit of sex appeal and swagger that I dig. And we got Damon Kemp appearing on the balcony after Brutus gets in the ring to beat the living hell out of Duke Hudson for talking shit about him earlier in the show in the training room. And Damon Kemp wants to get rid of the competition. He's tired of Brutus taking away from his spotlight. So he wants to face Julius at Halloween Havoc. If Julius wins, then Brutus gets a rematch. If Julius loses, Brutus must leave NXT. Gotta go. Bye-bye. But Julius says, you're all about steps. Let's up the ante. Let's make this an ambulance match. I'll make you leave the same way you left Roddy in an ambulance. And Damon Kemp says, oh, no, that'll be your fate when it's all said and done. We got some colorful language throughout this promo as well as Damon Kemp calls Brutus his bitch and Julius drops the shit bomb on TV, which is bleeped off USA Network for reasons. 
But all in all, very intense back and forth promo between Julius Creed and Damon Kemp. I like both guys a lot. They have a lot of upside. It can be future stars on the main roster. And this could be a career-defining performance for both men at Halloween Havoc via the Zamalance match. This could be a sneaky, great battle between two upstarts that has a lot of potential to be superstars of the highest order on Raw and SmackDown in the next three to five years. Next up is Zion Quinn versus Hank Walker. The security guard repping NXT was now a full-time NXT wrestler, and this match was a developmental match. As Hank is still very green, but very lovable and charismatic and adorable, and I love that for him. He did get his ass kicked by Zon Quinn. Had moments here and there, but Quinn dominated him and landed a smashing forearm strike on Walker for the win. He goes after Walker some more until Quincy makes a save and he proceeds to smack Walker on the ass as a sign of friendship to wrap up this segment, which was very interesting to say the least. And now it is time for our main event featuring Pretty Deadly versus Brawling Brutes for the NXT Tag Team titles. This match was good, but for some reason, the crowd lacked a little bit of heat during this main event. And when you have main roster stars on your show, you expect them to pop. They were all right, but it wasn't as hot as you thought it would be with Pete Dunne a.k.a. Butch putting in that work against Kit Wilson by breaking those fingers, stepping on the elbow. We got double clubbing for arm strikes to Elton Prince and Kit Wilson as we final picture and picture commercial break of the evening. We come back from break and Pretty Deadly's back in control until Bush fires up and makes a hot tag to Holland, who lands a corner splash and pounces to Prince. Wilson gets involved and he gets laid out by Holland as well as Holland power slams Prince on top of Wilson then covers Prince for a two count Prince kicks out to get some separation but Holland is going to land a hard lariat from there Wilson is going to get tagged into this match and hop on the back of Holland but Holland makes to his corner to tag in Butch who rolls up Wilson for a near fall Butch goes for a stomps goes for an arm submission and Prince tries to yank Wilson away but Butch stumps on the arm and in doing so Butch lands two suplexes both members are pretty deadly, but pretty deadly are going to come through and hit the dry martini cold breaker spot on Butch in a very fun spot that never misses. But Butch and Rich Holland get back on offense. They have pretty deadly on the ropes, which is going to get the fans somewhat into this match as Butch and Holland hit their tandem finisher on Wilson but we get distractions from Imperium as expected as Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci give it to Butch on the outside and unfortunately for Holland he gets caught with spilt milk courtesy of Pretty Deadly as they retain the NXT tag team titles this was an okay match as the fight between Imperium and Brawling Bruce continue backstage and the show ends with Idris Anofe and Malik Blade alongside Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs standing far away on the balcony to challenge Pretty Deadly for a shot at the NXT tag team titles at a date to be determined most likely Halloween Havoc if the booking holds up of course this match between the Brawling Brutes and Pretty Deadly was solid but not a blow away main event because we kind of predicted Imperium would find their way to the PC to cause trouble ahead of their old-fashioned Donnybrook match against the Brawling Brutes at Extreme Rules this Saturday in Philadelphia the fact that Butch hit the bitter end and the announcers called no attention to it made me very upset as Prince helped Wilson stay alive, putting his feet on the ropes, and that led to the distraction finish courtesy of Imperium a short time later. Main event was good, 
just lacked a bit of heat for me to end the show on a so-so note. And this was a very average NXT for a relaunch. Nothing splashy, nothing too fancy, but at the same time, it's nice maintenance building for Halloween Havoc going down in a few weeks time in Orlando. I just wish they would change the locale a bit for these future shows, but right now it's okay. But it's good that we're slow pacing things, setting the card up nicely. It should be a strong night of wrestling on a Saturday to ring in Halloween a week later. So I'm excited for the show. The television could pick up a bit, which I think will be the case next week, as we will have the final battle between Axiom and Nathan Fraser. The winner will move on to claim the last spot in the ladder match to crown a new North America champion at Halloween Havoc. Tough choice. I refuse to make it right here right now because I really like both guys, but I am partial to someone I'm going to keep my mouth closed until next week, but may he win. That's all I'm going to say about that without showing my complete bias on here. Wink, wink, ta-ta. But all in all, decent show. The lighting was better. The colors are gone, thankfully. But the creepy people on the screen, they got to go too because I don't want that creeping me out every single week for the next year. Just saying. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 89 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Later Wrestling X on Twitter and or Instagram at WrestleSubtopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows. The drop on the semi daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do. Search WrestleSubtopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio. Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Plus, Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 84 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care. <laughs>